We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, and we hope you are having a great day. And if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you have an absolutely great opportunity to have a great day and to make the most of it. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Hopefully the podcast will be a great encouragement to you. I started a little thought on last episode on just simply living with victory or the life of victory. Uh, in a discouraging, changing world or at a discouraging day. And we took the text out of Psalm 27, and we didn't read all of the verses. There's 14 verses in that psalm, but we did look at some of the uh, psalm there at the front end. So let me just read a few verses to you here this morning. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came up to me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Now, there's no doubt, there's no life uh, that could be more exemplary in a rough life, a very troubled life, uh, one full of enemies and and struggle than the life of David. Uh, David's life was one of great highs and the deepest of lows, and One of the things, though, that was sure was his relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we've talked about how can we live in a life of victory when it seems like all the circumstances around us are not conducive to live in victory, but it's conducive to live in discouragement. You know, our lives also include uh, the same, uh, you know, journey as David took. There's mountaintops, there's valleys, there's sunshine, there's rain. But we can rest in the same assurances in this ever-changing world and then these circumstances, and there's always hope. So that's what I dealt with on the last episode, just the hope of a believer. Number one, it's built on God's provisions. Uh, he is our light. He's our salvation. He is our strength. And I told you to notice in that psalm the personal pronouns. Uh, the Christian life is a personal life, I and mine and, and uh, me. Notice all of those there in verse 1, verse 2. Then we talked about how, uh, he can have hope because he was backed by God's perimeter. And then he we also talked as we closed, he was bound by God's peace in verse 3. Uh, Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. That's a heart of peace. David was a warrior. He knew the fear of battle. He knew the horror that the battle brings. He was tempted to fear and worry just like everybody else was. But he had learned to trust the Lord. He was confident in the Lord to sustain him. And I guess the question this morning is, are you? am I? So we must learn to trust the Lord even when we don't feel like it. We must learn to trust him in our times of need, in our times of worry, in our times of fear, in our times of confusion, in our times of being shocked, in our times of being in despair. Uh, You know, Christ is our uh, personal 
a provider. He provides a perimeter around us. He provides peace. So we talked about how we can have this personal hope because he provides all of these things. But not only do you see the hope of the believer, but what else can we pick from this passage to help us to live with victory in this world? Number two, the heart of the believer. Look at verse four here. One thing have I desired of the Lord that while I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Now remember, David was described as a man after God's own heart. What a compliment, a man after God's own heart. He was always seeking after the heart of the Lord. You know, when you get to know someone, uh, we make we say this statement, get to know their heart. You know, I remember when I first came here as a pastor, I remember Don, Brother Don got up and spoke to the choir and said, look, we need to learn how to get to know pastor's heart. You know, that's really getting to know people. And so when the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart, he was certainly uh, saying what he desired. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after him. So no wonder he was a man after God's own heart because he said, that is my greatest desire is to seek after the Lord. And by the way, this is something that we all should have a desire to develop. We should develop uh, also to seek the Lord and to know the Lord and to love the Lord. And so what are some things that we can pull out here? Number one, I want you to notice the heart of believer is a heart of wisdom. Uh, verse four here says, one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after. You know, the person of wisdom comes to this realization in life. His personal relationship to the Lord and with, with his Savior is extremely of the utmost importance. All of his other relationships really are determined by the relationship that he has with his Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Think of that old song, I'd rather have Jesus. That's exactly what David is saying here. He says, the one thing that I desire is to seek after the Lord. Uh, the greatest desire for David was to have a continual relationship with the Lord Jesus. And this ought to be our desire. But I'm going to tell you this morning or whenever you're listening to this podcast, I want you to know that if you're going to have a continual relationship with the Lord, it's going to be from the desire that you want to have. Uh, you're going to love him as much as you want to love him. You're going to spend time with him as much as you want to spend time with him. And this is going to come from a heart of wisdom. Uh, his personal relationship to the Lord and with the Lord, he realized was of utmost importance. Why? Because I believe he had a heart of wisdom. Do we have a heart of wisdom today? You know, the person of wisdom comes to this realization that our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is of the utmost importance. It is vital. Uh, I've heard someone say, look, you can have all of that. Just give me Jesus. Uh, that's a heart of wisdom, uh, no doubt about it. And so I hope and pray that you're living uh, with a heart full of desire to, to love the Lord, to seek after the Lord, to continue a relationship with him, that will take a heart of wisdom. But I also want you to notice in verse 4, we find something out, out here also with David's heart. It was not only a heart of wisdom to desire to seek after the Lord, but it was also a heart of worship. Notice what he said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And then he said, to behold the beauty of the Lord. So think about this. He could not bear the thought of not being able to worship. And, you know, this is so minimized today. And by the way, yes, church is extremely important. It gives us a, a you know, we talk going to church. We're really going to a church building. We're going to a place where the church meets. You know, this building is not the church. But coming to 
the church building on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and even for Sunday school. These are opportunities that we have to worship the Lord. But can I say to you that the worship of the Lord should not be confined to a building? You know, some people have this idea that we can only worship the Lord in the church building. No, we ought to be worshiping, worshiping the Lord if we're driving down the road, if we're living life, no matter whether we're in, in our house, at work, or someone else's home. We ought to be able to worship. And this is basically what David is saying here. He says, I cannot bear the thought of not being able to worship. And being in God's house was so special to him. And to be quite frank with you, it ought to be very special to us. Now, we're living in a day where, you know, I think because of COVID and a lot of other things, it has gotten people to a place that they think that it's okay. And, you know, hey, we did it for a long time. And, you know, how important is going to um, the church house uh, to worship with our family, church family? Uh, you know, it, listen, it, it's extremely important. Being in God's house, being in the church building with your church family is so should be so very special to us. It was certainly special to David. And to be honest, every strong Christian that I have ever met or have ever read about in all of history, the church house and meeting together and not forsaking the assembling of themselves has been very important. That is one common denominator of every strong Christian that I've ever met or I have ever read about. And it's the same true in the life of David. He wanted to be in his presence. He desired it. It was delightful to him. And so this is a heart of worship. Now, many people today never fully understand the importance of being in the house of God or in the church house. But to be honest with you, souls are fed. Souls are encouraged. We get encouraged when we come to church. Yes, there are mornings that I wake up. I'm physically tired. I'm wore out. Maybe I'm drained. A Sunday night, uh, you know, in the day in which we live in, a lot of people like to rest on Sunday evenings. And I'll be honest with you, Sunday evenings are lazy evenings. Um, a lot of times people take naps on Sunday afternoons. And, you know, so let me just say this. We, we will not enjoy victory without worship. And so I want to encourage you, make the church house, the house of God. You know, we understand it was different in David's day, but it's the same principle. He went to the temple. He went to God's house that he might worship the Lord. Uh, think about it. We go to the church house. What? So the music can encourage us. The truth can strengthen us. The fellowship of our church family will encourage us. And I'll just be honest with you. It gives us hope. And really being able to attend church and being around our brothers and sisters in Christ and hearing the word of God and worshiping the Lord. I'll be honest. It, it, it's like an, an oasis in the desert. And, uh, you know, some of you are working all week and you're getting beat up all week. You're tired and, and you, you, you know, you might be dealing with a lot of circumstances. But when you're able to come to the church house and you're able to just hear the praises of God and get your mind focused in on the Lord, it is certainly an oasis uh, in the desert in which we live in. So I hope and pray you understand that we have victory because we have a heart of worship and we also have a, a heart uh, to, of wonder. And we're going to look at that on the next time. All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.